0: Hello and welcome back to the Google Workspace update podcast from Strawberry 7. My name is Adam, and normally I would be joined by my colleague who is also called Adam, but he is hiking up Snowdonia at the moment, so I'm afraid, listeners, you're just stuck with me for the whole podcast. But I am here to bring you the latest updates about everything happening in the world of Google Workspace. This podcast is available from wherever you cast your pods in audio format and also in video format on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash strawberry7. Coming up on the show today, we have six updates for you. We've got updates to Gmail, Google Chat, Google Slides, Google Workspace, another one to Google Workspace, and finally one to Gmail. As always, there is a link in the podcast or the video description to the document that I'm reading from. This contains more detailed information, relevant links, lovely pictures, and even some moving graphics showing you these features in action. So let's get to it. So first up this week, we've got an update to Gmail. Multitask using split screen feature in the Gmail app on large screen Android devices. Last year, Google announced numerous improvements to the Google Workspace experience on large screen Android devices, which included multi-instance support on Drive, Docs, Sheets, and Slides. Google are excited to introduce a similar feature for the Gmail app on Android tablets and foldables. With this update, you can now open links and attachments directly beside your email content when your device is in landscape operation. Upon tapping a link or attachment in your email, the link or attachment will open on the right half of the screen, and the email will move to the left half. You can control the width of each half or make one the full screen by dragging on the divider handle. This feature is now available to all Google Workspace customers and users with personal Google accounts. Now, uh, I won't do what I normally do here, which is interject too much with my thoughts, because I don't want to sound too much like I've got split personality disorder. But I think this is a nice update one of these large screen updates that we've seen before recently with Google they're really really sort of pushing these updates to these large screen devices and foldables and i think so they should what's the point in making these devices with these larger screens and fold out uh sort of screens if you're not going to take advantage of it and google are the best to take advantage of it because they're making the device and they're making Google Workspace. So I think this is a very logical move by them. And I th- think it's fantastic that they're doing this because being able to see your emails on the side and then your attachments on the other is a very, very logical thing to do and very useful way of using that screen real estate. I'm sure a lot of people do that on their monitors anyway and on certainly if they've got larger screen monitors, or as Adam's talked about in the past, if you've got two monitors, if you're lucky enough to have that. So I think this is really nice. For anybody who wants to see this in a bit more detail, it is a very nice picture here. Not a moving graphic, unfortunately, but it is a very nice picture in the document, which is in the link to the podcast uh, or the video, depending on how you're listening or watching this. There's also a link that Adam has placed in here about using productivity apps for Android tablets and foldable phones. So you can go and check that out as well. Next up is a update to Google Chat. So you can now add Google Groups to Spaces in Google Chat. Last month, Google rolled out the admin controls for a new feature that enables space managers and users with the permission to manage members to add Google Groups to a space. Starting this week, end users can utilize this option and add groups to spaces in chat. So, this isn't a new update that we're looking at here. We've actually talked about this on the podcast before. This is more saying that this is now available for users to use. So, if you didn't hear this on the podcast before, again, this is super useful because what you can do now is you can actually add an entire group into one of your spaces on Google Chat. So, Very useful to do, especially in larger organizations or larger areas where you've got those high volume of users and you want to add them all in in one go. I said in the podcast before, this really reminded me of when Google added this feature to Google Drive. It was extremely useful to be able to add an entire group into a folder rather than having to do it with individual users. The other great thing about this as well is when you're adding a group into a space, obviously as the members of that group change, you won't have to keep going back into the space and updating it the group will dynamically update in the space, as it will do when you change the users. So that's really nice to see. So this is rolling out to Rapid Release Domains now, and it will be launching to scheduled uh, release domains in November the 1st, so not too long to wait, probably uh, just about when this podcast comes out. This is going to be available to all domain verified workspace customers so pretty much everybody on a google workspace platform and there is a link here where you can learn more about google groups uh, in a space next up we've got a update to google slides you can now add emoji reactions to comments in google slides last week google announced the ability to add emoji reactions to comments in google sheets google are excited to announce that this is now available for comments in google slides increasing collaboration by enabling you to quickly and creatively express your opinions about presentation content so isn't that lovely well any regular listeners of the show will know that adam and i just love emoji updates from google but as i said about when we saw this update to google sheets i genuinely think this is one of the more useful applications of emojis in a workspace-based environment like this because I think adding the thumbs up or adding something like that, although Adam did tell me that apparently some people find that passive-aggressive, which I find quite amusing, but the ability to add thumbs up, heart, party emoji, whatever you want to add to a comment makes a lot of sense to me. And I think this is a good use of emojis in workplace environment like this. So I think this is really nice to see this come across to slides. We've got it on Google Sheets. We've now got it on slides. I'm sure we'll see it on Docs soon as well. That'll be really good to see. This is rolling out to Rapid Release Domains now, and Scheduled Release Domains is planned for October thirty-first. So again, you'll see that pretty much when this podcast is airing. This is going to be available to all Google Workspace customers, including users with a personal Google account, so right across the board. And again, there is a link in here if you want to learn more about using comments, action items, and emoji reactions in your document. Next up, we've got an update to Google Workspace. So, you can now respond to access requests for Google Workspace files more efficiently on Android devices. Earlier this year, Google introduced a new file access experience to make it easier for file approvers to respond to pending access requests across Google Workspace. Google are happy to announce that this update is now available on Android devices. Within a file, so that's a docs, sheets, slides, PDF, etc., you can click the share button, select the review button in the new banner to view access requests and then respond to the requester. Now, I think this is fantastic. Anything that makes it easier for people to be able to do things like respond to these requests is great. This is really, really nice. Again, any regular listeners of the show will know that we are fans of these quality of life improvement updates and these little tweaks which just make it a bit easier to carry out these actions and do these things we did talk about this when google announced this before and i just wanted to reiterate what we said before which was when you get these sort of requests through, or you have these approval requests, it isn't that easy to see them. And it isn't that easy to keep on top of them, because you kind of get a notification about it, but then there isn't much after that. So I really like this. And I think it's nice to see this coming across to Android devices, as well as it being on the web. It's just going to make it easier for people to be able to use that. Uh, It doesn't say anything about iOS devices in here, but I'm sure we'll see an update to iOS devices the near future so this is rolling out to scheduled and rapid release domains now which is great and this is going to be available again to all google workspace customers including those with a personal google account and there's a link in here if you want to learn more about sharing files from google drive next up we've got another update to google workspace so changes to youtube player embedded within google workspace for education services so if you're in education sector listen up to this one In June, Google introduced updates to the embeddable YouTube player within Google Workspace for Education Services. This included a new URL, which is youtubeeducation.com, for the YouTube player to serve embedded content within Google Workspace for Education Services. As a result of this change, if your organization allowed or blocked YouTube videos within Google Workspace for Education Services, you were asked to add the youtubeeducation.com to these allow lists or block lists. This preserved the way your organization used YouTube videos within Google Workspace for Education Services, such as Google Classroom or Slides. Google is removing this feature while they evaluate performance and quality. As an immediate next step, if you updated your allow list or block list to include YouTube.com, you'll need to revert your allow list or block list to include YouTube.com. I think that might be an error in what Google's written there. I think they might mean YouTube education. As soon as possible to preserve the way your organization uses YouTube videos within Google Workspace for Education Services. If you do not revert your allow list or block list to include YouTube.com as soon as possible, this could change your organization's access to YouTube videos. Okay, so this is an important change for any admins out there who might be listening who have made these changes. And this is very interesting. I don't think we've ever seen this before where Google have kind of reverted a change that they've made. There's obviously been some kind of unforeseen circumstance from this, Or there's been a bit of pushback from the education sector where there maybe wasn't enough build-up time to this or it hasn't quite worked as they expected. So apologies for this. I think Google have got this slightly wrong in the update that they've announced here because it says as an immediate next step, if you've updated your allow list or block list to include YouTube.com, you'll need to revert it to include YouTube.com. I think they mean to say that if you've updated it to allow YouTube education, you need to revert it to YouTube. What we'll do after this podcast is I'm going to go back and see if Google have updated the blog that we take this information from, and I'll amend this if required. But the point is that there is some action to take here if you've made some changes to reflect this update around YouTube I would recommend checking out the document for the latest information and there is going to be a link in here as well to link to the uh, help article to give you some more information on this so takeaway from here is if you're an admin listening um, or you're somebody who's taking care of this for a school and you have made this change to do with youtube education.com please check out this update Check out the document, check out the link here uh, to see if you're affected by this. If you're at all confused or you're at all uh, unsure, you can always contact us, info at 7com and uh, we'll do some more digging for you and try and find out what you need to uh, do in terms of action if you need to do anything at all. So there's a bit of getting started here. And um, I think the getting started will hopefully clear this up. So it says, for the getting started admins, revert your allow list slash block list to include youtube.com. And there is a Help Center article here which is linked, which is about setting up Google Workspace hostname allow list. So that will actually show you how to get into that allow list section. For the end users, there's no action for this feature because this is an admin update. The rollout pace here, uh, this change is now in effect for classroom services. This change will be in effect for slides, sites and forms starting October 30th, 2023. So that will have passed by the time this podcast airs. The availability here is this impacts education fundamentals, education standard, education plus and the teaching and learning upgrade. As we'd expect, it's only kind of within the education sphere there. Okay, last up, we've got an update to Gmail. It's another emoji update. So starting today, you can access a more complete emoji selection and set emoji skin tone and gender preference with modernized emoji picker in the web version of Gmail. So only the web version of Gmail. There's a nice static graphic here showing you what this looks like, but I'm sure Anybody listening is used to this experience on your emoji picker where you can customise your skin tone on things like uh, thumbs up and various sort of things like that. So you can customise your skin tone there and sort of uh, customise your gender preference as well, which is very nice to see because this is definitely bringing it in line with the emoji experience that you kind of experience everywhere else, whether that's on Android, iPhone, WhatsApp, or wherever you kind of use those emojis Everybody's very used to seeing that type of flexibility with the emoji picker. So very nice to see Google bringing that in line with this. The thing I'm a little bit confused about with this, if I'm honest, um, is I'm quite surprised it wasn't there before. Because I would have thought that Google would have simply taken the emoji picker from sort of the Android sphere. It seems like they sort of almost created a completely new one for Google Workspace, and they're having to update the two side by side. But maybe there was some kind of reason as to why that couldn't be used, why they couldn't use it from Android across to web, maybe different programming languages, I imagine, something like that. So that's maybe why they didn't do that. Getting started here is uh, pretty straightforward for the admins. There's no admin control for this feature. End users, this will obviously be on by default, and it cannot be disabled because it's just part of the emoji picker. To select your emoji preference, click the emoji icon in the bottom toolbar of your email draft. Select the arrow in the bottom right-hand corner of an emoji and then choose your skin tone or gender preference for that specific emoji. These individual selections will be saved until they're updated by you. So again, very familiar with that interface, very used to what you're seeing in those other arenas. The rollout pace here, rapid release domain, so it's a gradual rollout up to 15-day visibility for this feature, and that is starting on October 25th, although that's actually past now, so that will be definitely available on rapid release when this podcast airs. Scheduled release is a gradual rollout again, so up to 15-day visibility, and that is starting on November the 13th, so it's a little bit away from when this podcast airs. The availability here is this is going to be available to all Google Workspace customers, including those with a personal account and that's it that's all of the updates this week hopefully i didn't whiz through that too quickly it's much uh, quicker without having lovely adam to be able to chat to about the updates unfortunately but hopefully you all got the information that you needed from that Uh, as i say with that youtube update please do have a look at the document if you want any more clarity on that or contact us Um, So that's everything you need to know about all of the updates that are happening in the world of Google Workspace. Remember that this podcast is available in audio format from wherever you cast your pods and also in video format on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash strawberry7. As always, thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll be back again next Monday with more updates. Goodbye.